Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for this great King, this Messiah, this Yeshua, our Lord Jesus. He promised his people he was coming back to take them to that place he's been preparing for us. He told his people to watch therefore and be ready for you don't know the hour of the coming of the Son of Man. My name is Dove Schwartz. I'm here in northern Israel proclaiming King Yeshua, Jesus our Lord is coming and we need to be ready. Let's have a word of prayer as we have a special teaching from the word of God today. Oh, Father in heaven and Messiah Jesus name, thank you, Lord. We forget not of your goodness, and we bless your holy name. Thank you that if you be for us, who can be against us? Thank you, Father. In Messiah Jesus' name, please bless our listeners today and the special time that we have together. Well, we're going to look at Romans chapter 11 uh, today. I don't know how much of it we'll get through. This will probably be a two-part teaching. Romans chapter 11, for people who are having trouble thinking rightly about Israel, which is most people down through the ages, including now, Paul the Apostle, the Jewish Apostle, by the way, has some very good instruction for us in Romans chapter 11. Let's get started. Romans chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. So Paul starts us off right here by telling us, The Lord is not finished with Israel, and we're watching as the prophetic events are unfolding right in front of our very eyes in this generation like no other, that this is evidence of the reality and the truth of this passage, beginning in verse 2 now. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew, or do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he speaks with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. See, this is when uh, Jezebel had chased, uh, in the, well, the fear of Jezebel killing Elijah provoked him to run and hide. And this is his response when the Lord said to him, Elijah, what are you doing here? Uh, and, and this is his response to the Lord. Uh, Romans eleven four. but what does the divine response say to him? The Lord says to Elijah, I have reserved for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. As it continues, even so then, at this present time, there's a remnant according to the election of grace. So what he's saying is, with regard to Israel, ever since there has been an Israel, there has been a remnant of Israel who is truly those who are saved, those who have a heart for the Lord. Those are his people that will be Israel eternally. Yes, even in the millennial age and in the eternity to come. Yes, and, 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 and that's what Paul speaks of here. There's a remnant according to the election of grace down through the ages. Now we find out later on in Romans 11, there's a remnant within a remnant that's very special that pertains to the coming of the Lord. I don't think we'll get there today. Anyhow, uh, and so verse 6, And if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. 
And what he's saying is it's not by the law. It's not by the works of the law that Israel is, is saved and it has eternal life. It's through the grace of the coming Messiah Jesus in Elijah's time, but in our time as we look back at what the Lord has done on the cross. Verse 7 and then onward. What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Just as it is written, God has given them a spirit of stupor, even eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear to this very day. And David says, let their table become a trap, a snare and a trap, excuse me, a stumbling block and a recompense to them. Let their eyes be darkened so they do not see and bow down their back always. So what the Lord is talking about through his word is this judgment upon uh, many of the physical descendants of Israel as they were blessed, their wonderful table, David speaks of here, their wonderful table, the blessings the Lord gave them, became a snare and a trap to them. They became proud and, and arrogant in the blessings of the Lord. And listen, I'm going to tell you something. That's not that's not um, exclusive to Israel. No, that happened, has happened in much of the church down through the years as well. And, and so there's a great judgment uh, upon the children of Israel. But we need to remember this. The Lord says he'll bless those who bless them and curse them who curse them. It is the Lord's who judges. It is the Lord's to judge and to have vengeance, not ours, not man's. Now, he continues to talk about Israel and their stumbling. Think of this in verse 11. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Whoa, what's he saying? He's saying, that, I'm going to read it again. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Think of this. Oh, think of this. That the way Israel rejected the Lord, the way Israel was judged and sent and scattered out around the nations, right? That's true. That's accurate. That's what the Lord did. That's that's history. That's what's happened. But what the Lord has intended for this is the gospel to then go to the nations as a result of Israel, by and large, rejecting Messiah. Of course, there has been a remnant who has believed in Messiah Jesus ever since his death, burial, and resurrection. But most have rejected. And the Lord is raising up the Gentiles to believe in Jesus, to in love and in righteousness and kindness provoke them to jealousy that the Gentiles have the Jewish Messiah. Yes? Now, certainly, that's not what the Gentiles have done. And, and listen, this is so essential. Do you, do you realize that this is as much the word of God as John 3.16? And what the Bible says here is the Lord has raised up Gentiles to believe in Jesus, to provoke the Jews to jealousy, to believe in the Jewish Messiah. And what has the devil done? The devil has sowed hatred in the church down through the ages for the Jews. And the last thing most Gentile believers think about is how can I win Jews to the Jewish Messiah Jesus? That is so far down the priority list of most believers in Jesus. And I think if you'd be honest with you, if you would be honest with me today and more importantly, honest with the Lord, that you could admit it's been very low on your priority list. No, but it's, it's, it's part of God's order. It's part of God's plan. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. 
Now, if their fall, Israel's fall is riches for the world and their failure of rejecting Messiah Jesus, riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? Now, in case you think I'm reading something into this, I want you to ask, I want you to answer this question. Are there any Gentiles who are listening? Any non-Jewish people, that's what Gentiles are, any Gentiles who are listening today? Good, because here's the next verse, verse 13 of Romans 11. For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle, Paul says, to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. Paul is going to teach the Gentiles here about the Lord's order in evangelism. He says, if by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them. What's Paul saying? He's saying that a big part of my ministry is winning Jews to Jesus. That his love, his kindness, his mercy, his forgiveness, his grace is operating through my life. Can't you see that? And he wants to give this to you too. Oh, listen. I have I have precious non-Jewish friends who by their great love and kindness of Messiah for Jewish people is provoking them to jealous to a place where they're asking things like this. I want to know him like you do. Can you help me? Come on, folks. This is this is God's word. This is God's way. Paul goes on in Romans eleven fifteen and says, For if they're being cast away is the reconciling of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? Now Paul says that the Jewish people have been cast away, has brought salvation to the Gentiles. What will their acceptance be but resurrection life? And that is what the Lord is about to do with all of the Jewish people who survived the great tribulation that's coming. And we're going to see more of this in Romans chapter 11. But first, I want to take a break and tell you, and in light of what we're talking about today, isn't it, isn't it appropriate to share with you this ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers. The Israeli believers in Jesus are a special, special, small group of people. And the next time I go into this Romans 11, you're going to see even more how important they are. They are getting out the gospel, making disciples, saving babies from abortion, and much more in Israel. You can go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com or our new website, WatchTherefore.tv, and find out more. And, And so when you prayerfully and financially partner with Blessing Israeli Believers, you also help keep Watch Therefore Radio and soon coming television on the air. So go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com or WatchTherefore.tv to find out more. And it's a great way to be blessed and to be a blessing. Having said that, we go back to Romans 11. As Paul is teaching uh, the predominantly Gentile church in Rome how to think of Jewish people, unbelieving and believing. Right? And so... Paul said, for if there Israel is being cast away is the reconciling of the world, that's how the Lord, that was the way he brought the world to himself as the Jewish people rec- mostly, some not, but mostly rejected Messiah Jesus. This opened the doorway for the gospel to go to the Gentiles. He says, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? He goes on in verse 16 and onward, for if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. 
Now, there's been some discussion and controversy about what this means. Well, they say, well, the root there, that's Jesus. He's the root of Jesse. That, that's what the Bible says. Well, well, that's not what the context says. What do you mean? But because he's going to talk about two trees. That's what this is about, two trees. And in the context of two trees, the root of one of the trees is the covenants the Lord made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the other tree is a wild olive tree that's a tree representing the Gentiles. And the tree has branches that the Gentiles are in. Those branches are broken off and placed into the Jewish tree of faith with the roots of the covenants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that's what it speaks of here. Here we go. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches, but if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. He's saying that what it's saying is, oh, these Jews, they didn't believe in the Messiah, and I did, so I'm I'm in the tree of faith, and they're not. So there, those, those old Jews who are Christ killers and rejected their Messiah. Hey, you want to find who killed Christ? Look in the mirror. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Now, each one of us that's ever lived has killed Jesus. He came to die for everyone's sins. You will say then branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well said. Because of unbelief, they were broken off. And you stand by faith. Do not be haughty or arrogant, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What he's saying is, remember, it is by grace that people are saved. It is by grace. No one deserves to be saved. And if you're trusting in your own goodness and that somehow you deserve to be in heaven, maybe you're going to have a bad day on the day of judgment. No, no, no. No, no, no. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Humble yourself. It is because of grace any one of us is saved. Jew or Gentile. And and you don't deserve to go to heaven. I know that may be a newsflash for some. But I don't deserve to go to heaven. None of us does. It's by grace and mercy. And people have been saved by grace and mercy. Don't look down their noses at other people who haven't yet been saved. Wouldn't you agree? He says in verse 22, Therefore consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fell severity, but towards you goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise you also will be cut off. Hey, listen, here's the thing. Uh, there are these folks who are going to have a really bad day. They're going to say, but Lord, Lord. And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Right? No. The way that you can know that you're saved is to walk by grace. To walk by grace and mercy. Now, I know I'm saved. Now, I don't have to worry about that. I know. Well, it, it, that's good. But that's what those boys said the Lord spoke about. Now, I know I'm saved. You know, in arrogance and pride. Right? And then they heard, depart from me. I never knew you. No. People who are saved can know they're saved by walking by grace and mercy and humility and love. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This is the fruit of the Spirit of God. They walk by the fruit of the Spirit. 
Yeah. That's what people who are saved do. That's what there are. Right. And so, um, it's important. Hey, listen, Paul believed that he was saved and knew that he was saved, but he said things like this. He said that I may know him and the powers of his resurrection and the fellowship of his, of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. Now we've got to finish the race folks. This isn't a, can you lose your salvation or not message here? No, no, no. All I'm saying is this. It's a race. We're called to finish. It's a race. We're called to finish. Yes. And, and, and so, um, he goes on in verse 23, and they also, the Jews, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. And I may add, that's what he wants to do. In Romans 10, 1, he says, Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel that they may be saved. That's the Holy Spirit working through the Apostle Paul. Here's a question. Is that your heart for the Jewish people? And if it's only eh, kind of, sort of, maybe, maybe not, or no, not really, well, then there's a word for you. Repent and get God's heart for Israel. Yes, this is a long chapter. Why? Because he has a long heart. He has a long suffering for his people, Israel. Verse 24, for if you are cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, that's the Jewish tree of faith there, that cultivated olive tree. How much more will these who are natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? Wow, 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 wow. We are blazing through Romans 11, and we're going to get to my favorite part. So I'm surprised we're not going to have to part, part this up into two. We can do this today. Listen to this. Romans eleven twenty five through 27. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you be wise in your own opinion. Now listen, I'm going to tell you something. I've shared this with a pastor's conference in different places, and I've seen many of the pastors receive it, but others still remain arrogant and prideful and, and shake their fist at this passage of the Lord. So please, please don't be ignorant of this and don't be wise in your own opinion. That's just arrogance and pride. He says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Wow. What the Lord is saying is he has a plan that will end the age of the time of the Gentiles, which began biblically as Babylon began ruling over Jerusalem. And still the Gentiles, the nations have their fingers in the pie in Jerusalem. But when this king comes, Jesus, to sit on his throne, the throne of David in Jerusalem, it will no longer be the times of the Gentiles. It will be the day of the Lord. Hallelujah. And until that time, there's a blindness over the Jewish people in part in part because there's a remnant who's been saved. Hallelujah, yours truly. And here's what it says. And so all Israel will be saved as it is written. The deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob for this is my covenant with them. Hallelujah, when I take away their sins. It's the Abraham covenant. It's the David covenant. It's the, the new covenant. With whom do you think the Lord made the new covenant? Oh, precious ones, look at Jeremiah 31. It says he makes the new covenant with Israel. Jeremiah 31, 31. That's another. I, op- I open pastor conferences in Africa and other places, and I say, Where, with whom did the Lord make the new covenant? And I, I've never heard anyone right off the bat get that question right. Never. 
That's what your Bible says, Jeremiah 31, that he made the new covenant with Israel. He goes on, and, and, and see, this is, it's, and, and there's others who pervert this passage in the opposite direction. They say all the Jews, all of Israel who's ever lived will be saved. No, that's not what it says. It says when the, re, when the deliverer comes out of Zion, when Messiah Jesus returns, all of Israel that is alive at that time who survives the great tribulation will be saved. Zechariah 13 says two-thirds of Israel will perish during that time. Anyhow, going on from 28 to through the rest of the chapter, I'm going to make it concerning the gospel. They are enemies for your sake. They're enemies of the gospel so you could hear the gospel and be saved. But concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those are the church fathers, not Augustine, not Chrysostom, not these other false church fathers. The real church fathers, hallelujah, can stand up. It's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They are the root of the Jewish tree of faith. That is the root spoken of in that olive tree there. For the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. For as you were once disobedient to God, yet have now obtained mercy through their disobedience, even so, these also have now been disobedient. Israel has become disobedient. That through the mercy shown you, the Gentiles who believe, they also may obtain mercy. See, what we're to care about is Israel getting mercy. For God has committed them all to disobedience, Jew and Gentile, that he might have mercy on all. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord, who has become his counselor, or who has first given to him, and it shall be repaid to him. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. And you might say, well, that's not how I would have done it. Well, isn't it a good thing you and I are not God? Isn't it a good thing? Pray with me. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for your glorious word. Thank you for your great mercy and your great grace on Jew and Gentile who received Messiah Jesus as Lord, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but through him. If you yet have not received your forgiveness by the grace and mercy of God through Messiah Jesus, call upon his name now and be saved. He died on the cross for your sins. He was buried, and hallelujah, on the third day he rose again. Seek him for forgiveness. Come to him for mercy. And he will give it to you. And by all means, I beseech you, brethren, who have heard this passage today, get God's heart for Israel and cry out to them for mercy and grace and show Jewish people the love of their Messiah that they might be saved by him. Oh, thank you, Father, Messiah Jesus' name for our listeners today. Bless them. Bless them, bless them, and thank you for your goodness to us, Lord. Amen. Well, uh, pray this program blessed you today. Man, we motored right through it and got all of Romans 11 in there. Praise God for that. Remember to go to blessingisraelibelievers.com or watchtherefore.tv. That's how we stay on the air. We trust the Lord to raise up financial partners to help. Um, we, we know this. The signs are all around us. There's not much time left before we're going to see him in the air. Are you ready? He commanded us to be ready. So here's how we close the program. Remember to watch, therefore. Messiah Jesus? Well, he's coming. When? Any moment. God bless you and be ready. Thanks for listening today. And please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. 
This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.